Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. titles in six years. Yes, it is worth cheering for. Podcast Network for Monday. We've made another week through the shelter-in-place order, so that's pretty exciting, right? Right? Well, anyways, uh, thanks for joining me on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Brandon Kane. Uh, we've kind of taken a month off here for our Monday shows due to the coronavirus pandemic, but we're back. Uh, I'll be doing interviews during the course of the month to talk to people who covered the Blackhawks prospects this past season to find out more about the players and how they performed and also maybe what to expect next season, whenever that will be. Uh, First up, we have Mitch Peacock, who's the manager of broadcasting communications for the Winnipeg Ice in the Western Hockey League. That's the team 2019 fourth-round draft pick Michael Tepley played for this past season in his first campaign in North America after growing up in the Czech Republic. Uh, Mitch joins us with an in-depth scouting report on Tepley, and if you weren't excited about Tepley before, you certainly will after listening to this interview. Yo, Vanilla, kick it one time, boy. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. All right, I'm joined by Mitch Peacock, uh, the manager of communications and broadcast for the Winnipeg Ice, where Michael Tepley played this past season. Um, Tepley signed his entry-level contract earlier, um, or I guess it was last month now, um, so I guess Mitch, was that kind of an expected thing? And, and what do you see for, uh, Michael's, you know, immediate future? I know it's a little bit of a gray area with the, uh, COVID-19 pandemic and things kind of shutting down there. Yeah, I think I'd be hard pressed to say what anybody's immediate future looks like, uh, <laughs> given the circumstances that we're all dealing with and certainly hope everybody is healthy and well. Um, you know, it, it, it was the kind of season that would earn a guy a contract. Let's say that because it was a very impressive season in particular, when you take into account the fact that he was new to North America, was getting used to a, a new lifestyle, a completely different league, the travel demands of the Western hockey league. There were a number of potential, you know, hurdles in his way that, that really could have tripped him up. Uh, but Michael handled uh, it seemed like every one of them uh, with a real uh, sort of grace. He, he's a, he is a, a graceful guy. Once you get to know him, uh, he's got a real relaxed nature about him, uh, kind of a positive nature. And uh, he seemed to just react to, to whatever came his way very well. So um, I'm not entirely surprised that he earned himself a contract, that's for sure. Uh, what it translates to in terms of, uh, you know, where he'll play his next season, 
I don't know that that's clear at this time. If you kind of go by, you know, what typically happens over time, uh, organizations like to see these young players become really dominant against their age group peers before they move on. So uh, the Western Hockey League would seem to be an excellent fit for Michael for his next season. But I suppose uh, you'd have a better sense of what's ahead of him in the Blackhawks pipeline than I would. Yeah, I mean, there are spots uh, in Rockford's lineup in the AHL, uh, but then, you know, you see as the, the AHL is a, a gate-driven league. So, I mean, if that season's not happening or delayed, what do you do in that, you know, what would it be, two, three-month window there in the fall of to get him to get started playing? And I think that's the overarching thing for all the teams, really, to figure out where these prospects should go play. I agree. And, and with a player who plays the way that Michael does, uh, it's all about scoring. And I think if there was an unusual circumstance to when the league would start and he had to get used to playing with bigger, stronger, faster players and, uh, you know, have a coach uh, impressing him to, to learn about the defensive side of the game as well, which is an area for improvement for him. And, and then he would feel the burden of wanting to score, having scored 29 this year. Uh, I think it would be a lot to ask. So, uh, again, if it was... Uh, you know, if I was a, to make a guess, I would say playing against his age group would probably be the best fit. You mentioned some growth needs to happen in his defensive game. What specifically did you notice? I know you've watched all his games, so. Yeah, you know, I think typical for, for young players who are offensively gifted, as Michael is, uh, they like to do what they're good at. And, uh, and they like to show uh, what they can do. And, uh, and he certainly did that. Um, so... I would say with respect to the defensive side of the game, uh, some typical stuff, uh, just, you know, uh, awareness of responsibilities, uh, being quick to recognize when there's a change in possession that you're immediately in a defensive role if you've been in possession of the puck and lost it. Um, along the board, stronger on the stick, you know, winning some of those battles. Uh, the way the game is played now, I don't think anybody expects a player like Michael to be crashing and banging and, you know, instigating things and, and winning the puck in the corner for his teammates. That's not the way that he plays or, or really would ever be asked to play. Uh, but you do see players, and I guess maybe based in Winnipeg as I am, and, and having been in the American Hockey League when Kyle Connor was there, and I'm not comparing the two players, but, but Kyle had to learn uh, to at least win puck battles, be heavier on his stick, you know, do things along the wall to to keep the puck in the offensive end, to keep plays alive and things like that, that um, helped him to become a very effective full-time NHLer. And I would say some similar things are there for Michael to pick up. Um, but boy, he's got some tremendous natural talents when it comes to the to the offensive side of things. And uh, I think Blackhawks fans, uh, you know, have reason to be excited about yet another uh, offensively talented player in the organization. Yeah, I think the, the running thing for the organization at this point is you have your first round pick that everyone's really excited about. And then you have like that, you know, third, fourth guy who has like a sneaky good year and then like does really well at the World Junior Championship. And that's kind of what, what Michael is at this point. Um, and people are just eager to see him, you know, kind of with their own eyes and more frequently. Um, what can people expect from his offensive game that makes him so naturally gifted in that area? Uh, he's a shooter. He he wants the puck on a stick and he gets it and fires it at the net as soon as he can. And uh, so, you know, uh, some things that reflect that uh, he was first on the team in shots on goal. Uh, he was first in the team uh, in goals. He was first in the team in power play goals. Uh, he uh, was first in the team in game winning goals. He played in, in all the important situations. Um, he is a right hand shot, as you know, but really likes to come from the left side. 
there were times when he was asked to play right wing and boy, you'd find him on the left wing uh, before <laughs> you knew it over in the left circle, uh, trying to find a way to get it on his off wing and, and get a shot away. Um, he, you know, first and foremost, when I think of Michael, I think of a shooter and, and not just volume, uh, but a good shooter. And, um, you know, a guy who's really valuable in power play situations. And at this level, uh, you know, teams change the way they kill penalties to try and deal with his shot and uh, still can't stop it. And part of that has to be uh, said belongs, uh, so part of the credit there belongs to Peyton Krebs, who is a first round pick of the Vegas Golden Knights, who is a tremendous playmaker, uh, led the Western Hockey League in assists per game by a wide margin and uh, played a lot with Michael, both five on five and uh, on special teams, um, but just the same. Uh, the, the guys were successful at even strength and in man advantage situations, uh, not just because of the playmaking of Krebs, but also because of the finishing of Tepley. So, um, you know, he, he is a guy that, that can really shoot it and, uh, and showed it at this level. And, um, you know, that's such a value, valuable commodity in hockey because goals are the hardest thing to come by. Even if there is more scoring in the last few years, um, he, is, uh, he is a guy who can get it in the net. After the, I know he had, I think it was five assists at the world championship um, comes back kind of, it seems like the, the thing is a player does well at the world juniors comes back, kind of tears it up a little bit for a month there. Did you see that peak in confidence in his game right away and how was uh, he able to sustain it? Yeah. You know, in talking to Michael, when he came back, he was on cloud nine. I mean, to play in that tournament in his home country in front of family and friends uh, to get a win against the Russians, their arch rivals, um, you know, for him to, to be a big part of the win against the Russians, uh, he was absolutely thrilled. Um, they wanted to give him some rest when he came back, and, and, uh, and he was not interested. Uh, he wanted to keep going. Um, and he, he likes to play, and that's a, that's a real important trait in the player, too, of course. It seems obvious to say, but, but some guys like to play more than others, and, and you want those people around your team. And he's one of those guys. He wants to get out on the ice and play. And uh, so he jumped right back in. And uh, interestingly, when he first came back, he, because of the way the ice were going, uh, they didn't actually put him back on the line with Peyton Krebs for starters coming back from the World Junior. And, uh, and he still found a way uh, to contribute points. Then they lost a really good player, uh, a talented player whose name you'll hear called in the upcoming NHL draft, whenever that happens. Uh, sounds like it's going to be in June. Um, but uh, Connor McLennan, who is leading the team in scoring, is a uh, really talented uh, right shooter had been moved onto the line with Krebs and another draft prospect uh, Owen Peterson. And uh, so they put Tepley on another line when he came back to provide some balance and, and to see what he could do there. And he did fine. Uh, but unfortunately what happened was McClellan got injured and it's an injury that cost him the rest of the year. So Tepley went back on the line with, um, with Krebs and with Peterson and, uh, and really didn't miss a beat and, and down the stretch was very impressive. Um, I've got, some notes on his season and he had uh, 39 points in 30 games playing with Peyton Krebs uh, on the season. He, uh, he really, you know, you could see that he was uh, consistently productive. And I think that's a really positive attribute to any young player um, to not have streaks, uh, to not be uh, heavily loaded with special teams points. Um, it didn't seem to matter. Uh, he got points on a consistent basis, home away, five on five special teams, you know, yeah, he was, he was really, uh, I think a, a positive trait for him was how consistent he was. Unfortunate for him is the fact that the Western Hockey League had a number of very good 2003 born players this year. 
And so despite the fact that he led scoring for all rookies, uh, he's not a candidate for rookie of the year. Yes. I think when I, when I initially looked that up, I was like, this is strange. And then I saw the two names below it and I was like, ah, there we go. That makes sense. Yeah. There's 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some really exceptional 16 year olds, Logan Stankoven and Kamloops. Uh, Dylan Gunther is an outstanding player in Edmonton. Um, and there's a, a Sillinger, uh, Mike Sillinger's son playing in Medicine Hat, okay. yeah. um, who is uh, ha having a tremendous or had a tremendous season and will have a tremendous career. So there were, there were some real candidates there that made it tough for Michael, uh, given the fact that he had a couple of years on them. But uh, just the same, you, you can't look past what he did because unlike those players, he's not native to Canada. So uh, he had to come over here and get used to everything. And let me tell you, uh, even Canadians have a hard time getting used to the bus rides in the Western Hockey League. Uh, never mind when you're coming from, from the Czech Republic and, uh, and you've never had a 20-hour bus trip to Seattle to deal with. Yeah, when you look at the map of where the teams are, it's like, oh, man, that's got to be a, a grueling trip. Yeah, yeah, it is demanding, and it, it really takes some getting used to. And um, in February, the ice had a unique schedule. They had a nine-game homestand in January, so you know how that works. They ended up with, I think it was 11 of 14 on the road in February including three extended road trips. And, uh, you know, that's, that'll break a lot of guys. And, uh, and I know Michael, uh, you know, he, he's got kind of a low-key uh, personality with a good sense of humor, though. And I asked him one time after one of the long bus rides out west how he was doing, and he's just kind of like, whoa, this is, <laughs> this is something <laughs> else, you know. Uh, he wasn't going to complain, but uh, you could tell he was kind of like, he has never done anything like that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he comes to the American League, you won't have to do that too much. So, yeah, those are yeah. those are pretty short trips around the Central Division. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you had mentioned Kyle Connor earlier as not a NHL comp per no. se for Tepley, but someone who had a, a similar, you know, need to work on their defensive game. So, what what player would you give for a, an NHL comp for Michael? Boy, I know it's like always the, the tough question to ask. And yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm really cautious about those things because then all of a sudden a guy gets labeled and everybody says, Oh, well, he didn't turn out to be so-and-so. Right. Um, you know, I guess I'll be the cliche answered person to say he's his own player. Cause he is a unique player. Um, as I said, he's a right shot, but likes to come off the left side. Um, he, uh, He's got a great reach. You know, he's a long, lanky guy, so he has a good reach. I think as he gets stronger, he'll use that to his advantage. Um, I, I think that uh, he understands uh, he understands the importance of being able to play in three zones, even if one of those zones doesn't seem all that interesting to him at this point, uh, because, because he is a team guy. He really does, you know, he really cares about his team, and he likes to win. So I think that... You know, when you like to play, you care about your teammates, you're liked by your teammates, um, you want to win. I think that it, those things feed that willingness to pick up those other areas of your game. Because um, he isn't the guy who just goes, well, I got my two points, so I had a good game. See you tomorrow. You know, it, it's, that's not his personality. Um, so I think he's unique, and I think he, he has a lot of strengths. And I think that... Um, you know, whoever, whoever was sitting at that draft table from the Blackhawks who'd seen him play, um, probably uh, is feeling pretty good about what they've seen in the early returns. Obviously, lots can happen over the years before a guy's a regular NHL player. Um, and I, I'm sure you guys have documented this in, in your interviews, but uh, it's, a, it's a heck of a journey to get there and earn a job on a regular basis. So, um, you know, 
one step at a time, but so far so good. Yeah. So his move from the Czech Republic to, to Winnipeg, obviously, like you said, there's, you know, a transition to you know, life off the ice. Um, what did you see in the, the communication and the chemistry that he had to build with teammates, you know, right away to, to find that success that he had? He was very willing from the start. I think that's another you know, feather in his cap is that he didn't come over and, and, and kind of, you know, sit in the corner with his arms crossed and, and say, this isn't home. He, he really got down to it. And um, I think a really important element there was that uh, one of his teammates, uh, who was also new to the team, uh, picked up right away that maybe Mike might feel a bit on the outside and want to be uh, assimilated a bit more quickly and, and befriended him. And um, in fact, there ended up being a change to the billet arrangements uh, so that uh, Michael could live with this player, Isaac Johnson, who's a Minnesotan who had been with the Tri-City Americans and recently signed with the Winnipeg Jets organization after an excellent year. And, uh, and Isaac uh, really just uh, was not going to let Michael sit in the corner and be quiet. Um, and so uh, they ended up rooming together uh, or billeting together. Uh, which then, of course, leads to, you know, you're watching TV, you're watching movies, you're learning the language, um, you bring a personality out. Um, you know, uh, Isaac would, would joke about how they would uh, have about a 25-minute drive to the rink every morning, and that allowed them time to get their Tim Hortons. He said they, they both became Canadian, uh, Minnesota and <laughs> Czech, uh, you know, making their way to the rink in the morning with their Tim Hortons coffee. But, uh, but those are the kinds of things that create those bonds and, and build uh, – relationships and um, when a person feels safe and feels comfortable and uh, understands the language a little bit and can talk um, then you know you, you settle in and, and that's really what happened with Michael he was he was uh, willing to do that in fact uh, not too long into the season I I asked him if he'd be comfortable doing an interview in English and he kind of like you know all, you know played a bit shy and I said let's just try and it was fine. It was, you know, perfectly usable. I didn't have to cut pieces out of it. I didn't have to start over again. You know, we just, we just went right along and, and he did very well. So, you know, that says a lot about a person too. Those aren't easy things to do for anybody at any age, but especially at 18. So, um, you know, that's another, another area where I think he deserves a lot of credit. And so does Isaac Johnson, I guess. And, uh, oh, yeah. and the ice, you know, the ice in general, they're, they're kind of a big family. So, um, they were, they were excited to have them there. This is a, an organization that um, has had some difficult years, but has had some really good draft picks in the last few years and is excited about uh, not only where they are, but where they're going. And so there's a real feeling in that room led by Peyton Krebs, uh, the Vegas first rounder, who's the captain of, you know, this thing's on the way up. And, and if, if you're, if you want to join us and make it better, come along for the ride. And uh, so it was a, it was a really good situation for Michael to come into as well. But, but credit to him for making the best of it. All right. I don't have any, you know, other questions or comments. Uh, do you about Tepley and kind of what's, what's next for him or anything like that? No, I guess the, the challenge would be um, him pushing himself. Right. And, and if, if everybody, you know, if there's a league <laughs> that happens in, in the coming months, uh, I think the challenge for him is to build. How do you build on what you did? Cause everybody knows who he is now. Everybody's going to be ready for what he does well. Um, and, and he knows that uh, he's got a contract and, and that he's going to have to, you know, be prepared to be a professional, uh, if not in the coming season in 21-22. So um, he's going to want to be gearing up for that. And uh, so it's going to be very interesting just to see. And, of course, the World Junior Championship is in Canada, if that goes ahead. 
Um, so he'll want to be a big part of that with his Czech team where he'll be uh, one of the leaders, one of the veteran players. So it's an important season for him. And I think he's an ambitious guy who will push himself for more. And it'll be fun to watch how he takes it to another level. Because if you think about what he did this year, if he does take it to another level, uh, you're going to see his name not at the top of the rookie scoring charts, but maybe amongst the best in the league. I feel like uh, all Blackhawks fans would be very, uh, very pleased to see that. Um, even, even more growth in his game is, you know, only a, a good sign for, you know, what he's doing and also kind of what the, the team is drafting in their draft success. If you can pluck a guy like Tepley out of the Czech Republic in the, I think it was late fourth round, yeah. um, bodes well for the draft success as a whole moving forward. And I guess the one thing I would add before we wrap up, Brandon, is just that uh, he's got three NHL players coaching him here too, right? James Patrick was a longtime NHL player. Had an outstanding career as a defenseman. Uh, was an NHL assistant coach for more than a decade. And he's assisted by John Clem, who's got a couple of Stanley Cup rings, and by Josh Green, who played 300-plus games in the NHL. So there's guys who've been there and done that around him. And, and so he's, he's getting, you know, that, that first-rate education uh, that he needs to, to be able to mature and grow uh, because he knows when the coach comes to him and says, this is the expectation, uh, that this isn't somebody making it up as they go along. This is somebody who's been there. So I think that's another th real plus uh, in terms of what Michael's got going for him uh, to become a better player. All right. Uh, thanks for joining me, Mitch. And uh, if you guys want to follow Mitch's work, you can follow him on Twitter at Mitch Peacock one. And uh, I guess if, if, Mitch, if uh, Michael's back with uh, the ice, we can look forward to, uh, you know, clean interviews, right. With him moving forward. <laughs> yes. We'll look forward to anything resembling the old normal, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Always welcome that. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.